1: Live. live. All right, gonna be on this one. I need you guys to stay in here, okay?
2: We started with the one that didn't
1: Hannah, I I gotta go on this call. Anna, I, I to on this call. I hang on in here mommy until I'm done, okay?
2: I need you to stay in there, baby. <clears throat> Are you going to stay you're in check with you? Uh-huh.
1: Hey, I need you to stay in here. Yeah, I
2: I want to stay
1: in here. I know, but what oh, would you do if in the house? There's a charger
2: behind my bed here. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, hey,
1: are you there? Hey, is it good? Yes, yeah, I can hear you good. Put, keep the oh, good. Me, okay?
0: Yeah, you're his body to me, but...
1: can you? I can hear you fine. Are you able to hear me okay?
0: Now I can, yeah. For a second there, was, it was just... You were cutting in and out. I'm trying to move around to a shady spot in my yard.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I've got... Um, let me pull my questions up. i got probably... Six questions for you six or seven questions so we'll go over this quick because I know it's. I'm in Florida so if I sit outside to make a phone call I'm sure New Mexico's uh, heat is probably similar than what we have here
0: (laughs) except really dry you guys have really damp heat
1: yeah it's very 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 humid here yeah all right so what we're going to do is um obviously we're going to talk about the the new record and like I was I don't know how much of you heard what I was saying, but you're asking me if I had heard it and I did and I love it and I like it because it's unique because I get, I get tons of music with our website and with our radio shows. So this album was something that I could really sit back and listen to and just relax. It's very relaxing to listen to. And when I talk about it on the show, I mention that I mentioned that if you're looking for something that you can just sit back and relax and enjoy a story through song and spoken word, this is something you'll definitely want to pick up. So I'm excited. this is your first project in six years. I have come down to Love Divine, and I was wondering, I said, is Fernando going to release something again, ever again? Because I hadn't heard yeah. it in quite some time. So that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, and it took a long time to get myself <laughs> together. And uh, I get. To, I have to gear up for records when I do them. It, it takes a lot of energy for me oh
1: i bet all right well we'll go ahead and get started because i know you're standing outside so let me get my recording started oh, that's and fine. i'm recording this part that i'm recording we're coming right in off of a song that we have on the show so if you hear the chris tomlin bit that's that's what i'm referring to
0: <laughs> okay cool all
1: right if you're ready we'll go ahead and get started
0: yes sir i'm ready
1: that was Chris Tomlin with his latest single called Home, and just like Chris, we have another amazingly talented songwriter on the show with us today. He's releasing his new record, The Crucifixion of Jesus, next week. Big welcome to Fernando Ortega for joining us today on Kingdom Builder. Señor Ortega, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing very well. It's a beautiful day in Albuquerque and
0: and sunshine. It's It's a very nice day.
1: Well, that's great to hear. Same thing here in Florida, just uh, hot and wet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I just want to start off by saying that your song, Give Me Jesus, is probably one of my favorite songs and one that I can just sit and listen to when I need a reminder of just who it is that I need to focus on in my life. So thank you so much for that song.
0: Oh, yeah. I I like that song as well. I I can't take credit for writing it. it's it's actually something that I found in a in an old hymnal, and it's a it's a song that came from the slave days, actually. Um, so it it I think the lyrics there are several verses. I only do three, but you know they're I think they're in those kind of folk songs. Verses are added by you know a person here and a person there, and they they end up you know making it to us how they do, and it's it's a really powerful song I think.
1: Oh, definitely. Now you did that song back in the '90s, and I know that you've probably been asked this before. Um, but what was it that really inspired you to record it? And uh, what's the response been uh, since you since you've gotten that done over two decades ago?
0: You know, the, the 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 way I found rediscovered that hymn. I had seen it in the hymnal growing up in the Presbyterian church, but never paid much attention to it. And then I walked into this. Maundy um, Thursday service at Lake Avenue Church in Pasadena, California, where I was living at the time I was twenty seven years old I think, and the choir did this stunning version of that song and I just went home I just started dinking around on the piano and, and came up with my own um my own version and it just became something that I played at all my shows, but i never I never um had recorded it yet so so then finally. I think the first time I did it was for uh, Brian Ray. That was Crystal Lewis's husband. Um, and I recorded it on that label. And then and then uh, modified the arrangement, and then I recorded it again. Um, gosh, I can't... Uh, I think it's on when I was with Mer Records. So I've recorded it twice, and the response has been... It, it, I mean, really, if if I were to really <clears throat> go back and find the emails and texts and things on facebook and twitter that people have said about that song it would, it would be staggering um, people use it at funerals while while their loved ones are are passing away you know on their deathbed they i've heard of people using it at uh, you know births and weddings and you name it it's really it's really powerful
1: yeah, definitely, and it's and it's been covered by a lot of artists. I'm not. I, I guess I'm a little biased here because I've always enjoyed your music, but you know, it's, it's been done by Vince Gill. It's been done by Jeremy Camp, uh, Danny Gokey. It's been done by quite a few artists, but I, I really can't say that any of those versions come anywhere near the one that you did. Um, you know, when you first recorded, and you know. I, l- I even love the music video tribute you did with the song to honor the late Ruth Graham, wife of Reverend Billy Graham. Very touching tribute. It still puts tears in my eyes when I go back and watch it.
0: Oh, me too. I was, all of us in that room, the people who were filming, and then the two musicians, Rich Nibby, and I forgot the his name. He was somebody that they hired uh, for that. Um, oh, my gosh. As I'm talking to you, there's a plane flying over and a hawk att- attacking a, a bunch of uh, doves. <laughs> anyway. It's kind of an apocalyptic moment going on here. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, when we were recording uh, the the Ruth Graham video, all of us were choking back tears because playing on the walls all around us were those videos of her and Dr. Graham, you know, in in China or in Israel at at the Wailing Wall. And it was really a moving thing. And I must have sung it that day 20, at least 20 times all the way through as they film different angles. and it, It's a really beautiful, beautiful video that they did. Oh, and I was annoying. also going to say, um, you know, Vince Gill, he, I was on tour with him and Amy Grant uh, back in 19, uh, 2000, and that's where he first heard Give Me Jesus, because I would do it every night. And he would stand in the, in the wings, you know, on the sides of the stage backstage and, and uh, sing harmonies with it. And uh, I could hear him back there, <laughs> and and then he recorded it. And it was it was really, really neat.
1: Well, that would actually be cool if you guys got together and actually did another re-recording of that song with both of you, because that's Vince Gill would be my number two version of that song. But I can't I can't even imagine what the harmony would be like on that, having you and him both sing together. That would be just you know something made in heaven right there.
0: <laughs> He's the master of harmony. You know, he sang on one of my
1: records on, on one.
0: Oh, one called The Shadow of Your Wings. He, oh, okay. uh, Yeah, yeah. Dan Tominski from from Allison Krauss's band. They did they, they sang together um two part harmonies uh or added maybe three part harmonies with me on on a few songs and that was really that was quite the session to be in.
1: <laughs> well that's great. Well Fernando, you have a new project that's coming out next week and it might be worth noting that this new record is your first in over six years, your last project being Come Down with Love Divine from 2011. Right. What have you been up to the past six years?
0: Well, it was, I, I've been doing a lot. I, I started a, a job as a music minister at this place, called, at this church called Hope Evangelical Free Church here in Albuquerque. So I, I'm no longer doing that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I lead worship there often, but, I'm no longer the, the head guy because it proved to be way too much for me. I'm no good at administration, at organizing worship teams and, and organizing music folders and conducting choirs and all that stuff that I was supposed to be doing over there. So that about coincides with when I when I stopped really being creative because I was so <laughs> engrossed in uh, trying to be a good music minister.
1: Oh, understandable. Well, your new your new project is amazing, and it's unique among projects you'll hear today with it being an album that's not really a body of songs or singles, but rather a story that you tell through readings and songs based on the passion. It's called The Crucifixion of Jesus. Can you tell us a little bit about the project and what inspired you to record this?
0: You know, when I went to this church, Hope Church, um, we had a big, in, in the the way the architecture of the church is, there's a huge screen in the middle. Um, you know, most churches might have a cross, or if you're a Baptist, it would be a baptistry, a Baptist, whatever it's called, baptismal font. But um, at our church, there was just a huge screen that would just be blank for most of the of the service. So I started collecting these images of, you know, sacred art spanning from like Byzantine era all the way to contemporary. And, and every week we would project an image that followed either what the either what the sermon was doing, or if we were in Advent, it would be Advent images, etc Christmas images, stuff like that. So, so those inspired me to start. I, I have a huge collection of those images now that I've in my computer, <clears throat> in my database, and so I started using those to, uh, to, you know, to write worship songs for our church based on some of those images. And that's really where this whole idea for this project started. I was looking at passion images, the the events that led up after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem um, that led up to Jesus' crucifixion. And I focused on those things um, and and just started... A friend of mine, Bernard Chadwick, he's my co-producer on the record, he and I just started writing songs based on this, on on Holy Week. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're a music minister and it comes time to find songs for a certain season, there just aren't enough. So we wanted to maybe add to that that um, repertoire of music. And then, you know, decided to record it. And so now my my idea is that I will write a record for every season of the church calendar. So the next record will be the resurrection of Jesus. And then there's this big time that they call ordinary time between... Uh, the resurrection and, um, yeah, or the ascension and coronation, Pentecost. After that, we go into ordinary time, which leads up to Advent. So I'll do an Advent record, Christmas record, Epiphany record, Lent, and then, then I'll be complete, or I'll be dead by then.
1: <laughs> well, that's actually cool because you've got, well, not not dying, but being as though <laughs> you're going to be writing a different one for each season, that's actually a great idea. Now. You know, this project is what I would call a story project, one that you need to really sit down and listen to from beginning to end to really get the full picture. Now, when listeners sit down and listen to the Crucifixion of Jesus project, what's the ultimate takeaway you want people to take away from listening to it?
0: Well, I think a sense of the magnitude of of the sacrifice that Christ made, that Jesus made for us, um, you know, a, a sense of the agony. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, I think these songs, like "Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted," which is the last song on the record, um, it really it really depicts the sorrow that that. Uh, that people felt, that the, the disciples felt, uh, his followers felt in in watching him die the way he did. And then, you know, they, they, I always imagine that in that moment, um, you know, they had no clue really that he was going to rise from the from the grave. So their sorrow must have been just huge, you know. So I think that's something that I hope people would take away from, from listening to it. Because then, of course, you know, then we'll... I'll have a record on the resurrection, and hopefully the two will be, will will um, you know, come in a two CD set, or or the both will be used uh, during that season. You know.
1: Well, you and I had discussed prior to the interview. Um, I told you that I very much enjoyed it because it, it was just really relaxing to sit and listen to. Because not only was it music, but I felt that I was getting a great message preached to me through the music and story. And I really think that it's some, something that will really resonate with listeners who are looking uh, for the same exact thing. And that's, and like I said, I get so many music projects through the radio and through uh, Today's Christian that it's, sometimes it's hard to find something that you can really just sit back and relax to. But this was something that I really I sat down for, for an, a total hour and listened to it from beginning to end. I'm like, wow, this was I just felt so at peace. Listening to this story, because you know you go into the Bible and you you know you read the you read the scriptures, you read the Gospels, and you're reading it yourself, so you're having to kind of use your own imagination. But with this record, you actually are able. You've taken listeners on a musical journey, kind of going through that week, through the Passion week, and kind of explaining to listeners through your music and through the spoken word of exactly what Christ went through for us, and that's just amazing. So. Thank you for doing this. It was it was such a relaxing moment for me just to sit back and not have to write a review, not have to write scripts, produce or anything. Just be able to sit back and enjoy and really take in what I was listening to.
0: Uh, it's, it's so great to hear that too. I, you know, I I don't when I was recording it, um, it, it was pretty intense recording this stuff and writing these songs with my friend uh, Bernard, um, and I, I don't know that I ever I, I didn't imagine it being really music to relax to. But it's so it's interesting because I've heard other people say the same thing, that they close their eyes and relax. Because I think that the theme is so, is not very a relaxing theme, um, you know, going in toward the, the death of Christ. But I guess it's the nature of the, the instrumentation, you know, piano, cello, soft guitars and stuff, soft percussion. I don't know. Well, it's, I an
1: I think right. what you also were able to do with the project was, you know, when you were mentioning the disciples earlier not not really knowing what was really gonna happen after Christ died on the cross. Right and now that now that we two thousand years later have the whole story and we know about the resurrection, we know about the ascension and, and everything that came after that, that's to me that, that's that's what made it peaceful because even though listening to the story of the passion and what Christ went through for us, yes, it's it's agonizing to even think about what Jesus did, the sacrifice he made for us, but we know the whole story. So that's, yeah. I think that's one difference makes for us is that we're able to, you know, sit back and listen to this story and and know what came next. But I, I, I can't imagine what the disciples were thinking because they thought that was it. They thought when Christ was, was crucified on the cross, they thought that everything they had done in those three years of ministry with him up to that, like, what do we do now? But thankfully yeah, that, thank God been exactly. I to yeah. Story.
0: yeah, I mean and they had poured you know, they had left their, their livelihoods and left their families and followed him and now he was gone, you know, I I was I, I try to put myself in their shoes and it's hard to. Um but uh you know, I followed I followed pastors, you know, poured my life into the church as a as a young man, you know. And and been very de- devoted to pastors who have, who have failed and let me let me and the congregation down, and that was devastating in a, you know in a very different way. That's happened a few times to me. <clears throat> I know plenty of people that it's happened to. But imagine this, where you've got this this totally righteous, loving person that you're that you're following, and then and then he ends up dead and and crucified in the most cruel way, crucified like a like a common criminal, you know, between two criminals.
1: <laughs> it's really yeah. I, I would imagine. I would imagine that those that that was probably the longest three days of their lives, waiting those three days, not knowing what was going to happen.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah I, I imagine. I imagine that.
1: Well, so many people are probably wondering. Um, you know, this this may be a project that that you could tour with or even possibly go on tour to do, you know, this and some other songs. Uh, are Is there any, is there going to be any kind of touring support of the new record or, you know, just getting out on the road again? Where's the, where's, you know, is that going to happen? And where's the best place to pick up this record? Do you have a website that we can go to?
0: So let's see, on the touring side of things, I, I don't really get in the tour bus anymore and go around, um uh, you know, travel around the country that way. But I'm doing. We are booking shows. Are really filling up now that the record is is about to be released. And so I, I am getting out there. You know, not nearly as much as I as I did when I was a younger younger man. <laughs> but but and maybe maybe that will materialize more. But um, yeah, I will please look on my website, both for tour dates, which is fernandoortega.com. F-E-R-N-A-N-D-O-O-R-T-E-G-A, all one word, and then .com. And then there's a way to to, um, either uh, pre-purchase the record um, or, or, you know, just buy it, um, you know, when it comes out. So the the release date is August the 4th. So, but we're selling it now already.
1: Well, that's awesome. Well... Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you stopping by. Fernando Ortega has been our guest on today's show. His new record The Crucifixion of Jesus will be available next Friday, August 4th. So go check it out. Fernando, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Oh, man, it was a pleasure talking about this. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Awesome. And that's where we'll end our interview. And Okay. Um, you have my cell phone number, so if you're ever down here in Florida, just uh, I'd love to meet you. I've always wanted to see you in concert, but um, the few shows that I've noticed over the years, um, either I have to work when you're when you've been close by, or uh, it's too far for me to drive. But I'm hoping that maybe someday I'll actually be able to meet you in person and you know be able to see these songs that I've you know grown up listening to in person. So I think that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, I I um there was a time recently where I just seemed, seemed like I was just going to Florida over and over again. Like, you know, I think eight times in one year I was there. But I don't know where Landa Lakes is. That, is that what's that near?
1: That's actually right by me. I must have missed that one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no. I uh, when north, you're Florida, north,
1: what, north of Tampa. Yeah, Landa Lakes is just north of Tampa. I'm I'm in Zephyr Hills, which is uh where the bottled water comes from, the spring water, and it's uh, about twenty five minutes east of there. I must have missed oh, that. Really? I can't believe I missed that. Yeah.
0: Oh no 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 I wasn't in Lando Lakes but but uh, when you called me back a little while ago, when I called your cell phone, you called me back, the call showed up as Lando Lakes. Oh it's Lando Lakes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my, what I was saying. My prefix, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Eight one
0: three or whatever it is.
1: Yep, that's the Tampa area code down here.
0: Okay. Yeah, well so I played uh, in Tampa plenty of times. But anyway, I hope we can connect somehow. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool. And um you know, I'd like to keep up with you and stuff and to see how things are going. So I've you know, got your number. If you don't mind me texting you every once in a while, I'll just to see how things are going. And if you ever need anything from us, any kind of promotion or anything, uh, our radio show, I don't make money off of what I do. It's all ministry. So, you know, if you ever need me to put something out for you or whatnot. And um, I usually what I do is uh, I, I think you have an iPhone because I saw the blue text message come up.
0: Oh, no uh, funny. I,
1: if, if I text you or if I email you some liners, do you think you're going to do some liners for our radio station when you get a chance?
0: Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Yeah, I'd be glad can, to do uh,
1: that. Yeah, what's, what's the best email address to set up here?
0: That's Fernie o, F, e, F in Frank, E-R-N-Y-O, at me Yeah, com.
1: Yeah, and we've got we've got your the older singles playing. Um, Give Me Jesus obviously is playing on the station and stuff. And uh, later in this show that we're recording right now, um, I've actually used your music as a double shot each Saturday. the The show I don't know if if Emily has sent you background on our show, but the show's called Kingdom Builder. We air it every Saturday at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on One Jam Nation Radio. And each week we have, you know, a featured interview, like this will be the featured interview, and then we do a featured double shot with one artist each week. And I was thinking, you know what, it's a perfect opportunity. I've played Give Me Jesus on there, but we're featuring you as the as the double shot. We're playing that song, and we're playing, I guess, I guess you kind of called a single. I called it a, kind of a taste of what the album is going to bring, and it was the song that you released to iTunes. I think it's... Um, oh,
0: yeah, my song is Love Unknown.
1: My song is "Loving Them," yeah. So we we'll be playing that one and uh, "Give Me Jesus" from I, I think I got it from the Greatest Hits album that came out pack. But yeah, we'll be playing those two. So this kind of this show, I'm hoping uh, will you know help help promote this and get that out there because I've had people write to me when we featured "Give Me Jesus" that you know I love that version of the song. I've heard all the others. I'm so glad you picked Fernando's because this is the one that that, that I love to listen to the most. And I said, "Yep, I agree with you, man. It's, uh, it's my favorite one
0: too. So. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I've heard all the others too. I, you know, I, um, Jeremy Camp and I have been in the same, uh, you know, have done shows close by each other and everything. So, so I was aware that he had recorded it as well. And we talked on the phone actually before he, before he recorded it. And, yeah, uh,
1: his version sounds pretty cool, too. I just, I love your voice, though. Your voice is really what makes that song um, just something that kind of gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. Uh, you're, you've got that voice that, it's just, you, you've got a beautiful voice, man. That's I think it's what really has drawn me to your music. And that's why when um, Come Down to Love Divine came out, I hadn't heard from you in a while. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Fernando's going to be releasing again because I love that record. And it was just, so peaceful to sit there and listen to you know the music that you had on it so I'm glad to see you back and I'm hoping that we can help you promote this in any way we can
0: man thanks a lot I really appreciate it
1: well thank you and I'll go and let you go because I'm sure you're probably still standing out in the sun so thank you so much for calling in and um, i'm gonna I'll send you the information to your email on this uh on the radio station the liners and stuff that way you kind of know when it's on and um, if you're on Twitter and stuff, just follow us and stuff, and we'll tag you and stuff. We'll be tagging you starting tomorrow uh, with the okay. interview coming up Saturday.
0: All right, cool. Thanks.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. If you need anything, like I said, uh, just you got my number. Text me. Uh, shoot me a okay. text there or give me a call. Thanks a lot, man.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye bye.